Have you ever looked at someone thriving in their business and wondered, how did they do it? Have you ever thought that you can't have mental health and success? Have you doubted your own ability to create a financially thriving career that still has your well-being at the forefront? Well, welcome to the Boardroom Brain Podcast, where we tackle those very questions. I'm Dr. Lauren Cook, and I'm a clinical psychologist and speaker that takes you behind the business and inside the minds of today's most successful and personally thriving leaders. We're taking a look at our guests' secrets to success, how they bounce back when they've been knocked down, and what advice they have for you. Oh, and I've got another motive too. As a clinician and company consultant who frequently sees employees struggling mentally and knocking on the door of burnout, I'm invested in having conversations about how we can bring more wellness into company culture. I want to make sure that everyone has the absolute best work experience that we all can have, and I believe that includes making sure our businesses are invested in their employees as people, not just as time card stampers and payroll lists. So get excited to listen, learn, and leverage your own leadership skills. These conversations will help you tap into your own bravery while helping you reprioritize your sense of well-being, both at work and when you're off the clock. So step inside the conference room with me and welcome to the boardroom. Your brain is about to get a major bonus. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Boardroom Brain Podcast. I cannot wait for you to meet today's guest. She is absolutely fantastic. Let me go ahead and introduce you to her. As a depression survivor, Kaylin Brooke knows what it's like to be trapped inside a life that runs you instead of the other way around, which is why at kaylinbrook.com, she helps thousands of women support their mental health through life-giving structure, organization, and routines. Kaylin loves to hike, read, and lives for the fresh start of Mondays. She also travels full-time with her husband, Joseph, and their two bunnies in their remodeled RV. Kaylin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited for the conversation we're about to have. Oh, so am I. And you know, it's funny because we just so happen to be having this conversation on a Monday morning and we launch our episodes on Monday. So people are probably going to be listening and watching on Mondays. This is interesting that you say the fresh start of Mondays, because I feel like so many people get the Sunday scaries. They're dreading the week ahead. Sounds like you have a totally different perspective on it. So I'd love to hear your take on that. Yeah, I think Mondays just get such a bad rap. It's like, oh, I have to have my coffee. I'm not awake until Wednesday, pretty much. And I look at it as you just have to look at it as a fresh start. Um, With the whole, the beginning of the new week, it's full of possibilities, full of, you know, things that you can do. You haven't made any mistakes yet. As a perfectionist, I'm like, yep, turn the page, new week. We got another chance to, uh, to get this right. Oh, I love that. I love that. I hope for everybody that will be a fresh perspective on Mondays. I think we all need that. And I, I think it's so inspiring. You've started your own business. You're doing it, traveling the country in an RV. Tell us a little bit more about what inspired you to start your own business. I've always loved writing. And I think I, I do my best communication through writing. If I ever have like some struggles that I'm working with personally, I'm always going to my journal and writing them out. And I find that the way to learn things myself is to, you know, write them out and also teach them to others. So that just naturally turned into a blog. When I first started blogging, which was about 10 years ago now, 
I didn't realize that you could make money blogging, but then I started seeing some articles here and there that it was a possibility. You need to learn SEO. You need to build your email list. And I thought, hey, I would really love to do this. I've always wanted to work for myself. And so I just started doing a lot of research, started doing that really hard work of building an audience, which is just... I think so difficult. People um, do not realize how hard it is to build like a very engaged audience that knows you and trusts you. And so it was probably about three years into that two to three years is when I started to pull in probably a part-time income. And I thought, okay, this is kind of showing me this is a possibility. And then it's um, a very interesting turn of events. My husband called me one morning, he worked for the news and he said, Hey, they just fired me today. Oh. And I was like, what in the world just like happened? And it just kind of threw us into a tailspin. Mm -hmm. um, and because he was in the news, he had signed a one-year non-compete contract. So he couldn't work for any other stations in the area. So we were at sort of that tipping point of, okay, do we sell our house and move to another location? Or do we go all in on this blog, which seems to have some potential? Mm -hmm. um, and I really think it forced our hand to try it out because otherwise we're like, we're not financially ready enough yet. <laughs> we've got to have, you know, that nest egg and make sure you've got something to fall back on. It really just was kind of a leap of faith. Mm -hmm. And so both of us working on it together, it just grew and grew and grew um, to the point where it's now a sustainable business. And we decided, you know, we could work from anywhere on the road. Why not? you know, do travel. We just both love seeing the world and having new adventures. And so it, it's just, it's so interesting, like from the start to the point that I am here today, that whole, that whole journey, which had a lot of ups and downs in it. Yeah. yeah. What an evolution. And what I take away in that is what, what an amazing thing, that openness to the possibilities mm -hmm. of it. Yes. Sometimes life does hand us something where okay, I didn't see that coming. That was unexpected. And the way that you and your husband, I'm hearing such a team work together, we're going to mm -hmm. figure out the next step and the flexibility in that. I think a lot of yeah. times really struggle with, okay, well, what is the next step in my plan? And sometimes when it's, when we're open to not always knowing what that next step is, that something mm -hmm. better comes along. Oh, for sure. Mm. Wow. Okay. I love that. Thank you for sharing on that. And, you know, you're also really open about your experience with depression, with anxiety. I mean, as a psychologist, I so appreciate when people are open about both their successes and the things that we struggle with and how we're able to hold both at the same time. I'd, I'd love to hear more about that for you, if, what that looks like, if you're comfortable sharing in terms of how that looks with running a business at the same time. Yeah, it's definitely a lot more difficult running a business. It's an it's another obstacle that you you have to face and it took me a long time to be able to even just share my story on my blog and then to finally embrace that this is my niche, you know, it's when I finally embrace that people, you know, they come out of the word woodwork. Hey, this is why I resonate with what you share because of the mindset behind it, because, you know, you're helping us create these structures that we can rely on. And so with, with doing that and a business, there's obviously great. It's great that I have, I have my own business because there's a flexibility. If I have a really bad day, you know, and I, I can't be at work right at 9am, that's okay. I can kind of do some other little small things, get my energy up and work, you know, later in the day on, on a few tasks. Um, so there's definitely good days and bad days, but I also 
look at, I try to plan for like, what's, what's plan A for a good day? What's plan A for a bad day? Um, because with good days, I, you know, can get dressed, put on makeup. I can put my face on social media, show up in stories, do a lot more creative energy wise. And then I try to save some of my lower energy tasks, um, like going through emails and just maybe little website tweaks and stuff like that for days. I'm not feeling so great and I don't have to have it all together. So I think really kind of just being in tune with your body and not forcing yourself to, to write a whole newsletter if you're just not feeling it. And, and I think too, as, as, um, for businesses that have content creation, we can't worry about like reusing the stuff that we have. Mm -hmm. So if there's a week where I just haven't, you know, felt myself, I can go back to two years ago and pull a newsletter that really resonated with people, tweak it a little bit and then send it out again. And there's so many more new people on my list that, or, or maybe if they've heard it again, maybe they need that message again, you know? So I think it's just, it's working a little bit smarter with something that maybe people might feel like is a limitation or another obstacle, but you can definitely succeed with it. That is some of the best advice I've heard. I love that, especially this idea of, okay, what can I do on the day when I'm feeling great? What's my plan A? Mm -hmm. And what's my plan A on the day when I'm not feeling so great? Because I think so many people, they put this pressure on themselves. You got to do it all, do it all right now. And that's how we get burned out. So I love prioritization of like, okay, let me check in how I'm feeling today. And there's going to be different tasks depending on how I feel. That's, Mm -hmm. that's golden right there (laughs) to hear that messaging and, and just this permission, right. To repurpose content because Mm -hmm. there's such a pressure right now, especially for entrepreneurs, for content creators to just churn out that amount of content that's, that's unsustainable. It really is. And I I think for on an audience level, they can't consume that much content. And so if you think of it that way, I want to create something really great that they can digest and that is not going to add to the noise. And I, I think sometimes social media can just be so noisy. And if we have that perspective, it kind of helps us feel a little less like we have to put so much stuff out there. Yes. Oh, I hope people, I hope people hear that. I know I'm hearing that (laughs) who's on TikTok and I've been told before, you know, you need to post five TikToks a day. How goodness. I know, right. How is that humanly possible? And uh, the Mm -hmm. irony sharing mental health content, right? Uh, So you're an expert in organizing and I hope everybody goes to your website right now and looks at kaylinbrook.com because I had so much fun playing around and seeing all the (laughs) organizing tools that you have for folks you help people achieve their goals for people who are just kind of dipping their toes in the pool or who maybe are really struggling with feeling overwhelmed struggling to organize Mm -hmm. some folks who experience some ADHD what tips do you have for people who who maybe need some help with organizing their day yeah so in terms of organizing your schedule I kind of tell people that they've got to have a shorter to-do list than they, they think they need it. I, I don't know. I'm also an overachiever. So I fight that tendency to just list constant things on my task list. And the more that's on there, the more mentally you're going to just not want to do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so for someone like really just start with three things, three just seems to be like the magic number. And I always say, if you can do more than like, if you have other stuff, 
you know, kind of in the back of your mind or maybe on another list. Um, I always create like a weekly list and then a separate daily list um, mm -hmm. that kind of pulls from the week. And if you can do more, like if you can pull another one from the weekly to the daily, that's bonus. Just tell yourself that's a bonus. You know, I got the three things that I needed to do today. I feel good. I feel accomplished. That was great. Um, and if I feel like doing something else, then I can pull from that. And I just think having that, that bonus mindset mentality is again, taking away that pressure of feeling like you have to get your entire list done or you are a complete failure for the day. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, that is really good. I, I talk about that too, this idea that some is better than none, but mm -hmm. also notion we don't have to do it all in one day. Like if I get through 50% of my to-do list, that's a good day mm -hmm. for me, you know, but I yep. that perfectionism piece of like, you need to do it all in one day. That's, that's just not even humanly possible. Um, so I love this idea yeah. three. Yeah, it's really not. And I also think if we put sometimes in those three, we could put something that's really massive that is like maybe six or seven tasks. And when I'm ever working through a big project, you know, obviously break it down into little pieces, but something else I do as well is like just work on this project for an hour or work on this project for 30 minutes. And then when the timer's done, or, you know, if you set a timer, sometimes I will do that to keep myself focused. Mm -hmm. um, when that's done, you can cross that off because the project isn't done, but the individual task that you wrote, that you accomplished, that's done. And that's going to make you feel pretty good. Yes. That time blocking. I, I saw you write about that on your blog is mm -hmm. so key. Cause then you do feel like, okay, I gave 30 minutes to that. And then you yep. that sense of accomplishment versus when people write out, do the 10 page paper That's right <laughs> to do. Right. So, oh, oh these, you're giving us so many good nuggets here today. I love it. Um, and one thing you talk about too, that I really hope women especially will, will tune into this part of the conversation is this idea of, you know, us stopping comparing ourselves to others. And I mm. love how you were sharing with me even before we started the show and the show notes, this idea of slowing down and it's not a bad thing to slow down. So can you speak to that a bit? Because I think so many women, we do compare ourselves to others and we often feel inadequate in that. Oh, yes. And that's something I still fight with every single day with myself is, you know, getting on Instagram and being like, oh, well, that that reel has, you know, 100,000 views and this one got less than a thousand for me. Like, what is wrong? I did sort of the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, but it's I think it's all I guess it was at least what I tell myself is that there's a difference between vanity metrics and what is going on behind the scenes? We have no idea that these viral people on social media are really making any money unless it's with sponsorships. Um, but when you look at the behind the scenes of someone's business, and let's say I, I only have, you know, 5,000 followers, but it's a full-time business because behind the scenes, I have lead magnets and sales funnels and I've got products. And so looking moving, I guess, the shift from what appears on the outside to what you're doing behind the scenes of your business. And are you really focusing on the things that are going to move your business forward? Because if you're just focusing on making reels all the time, that's not necessarily going to make you money. But if you're developing a new lead magnet or you're spending time working on a new guide or a workshop or you know something that you can present to your followers that is going to be 
maybe a lot more helpful than that one time reel, you know, you, you have to kind of look, look at it that way. And that takes a, away a little bit of the comparison. The other thing that I do as well is I do follow some people in my industry just to kind of see what's going on, keep tabs on it. But I really try to get the majority of my ideas from people outside of my industry. And then I don't feel that comparison so badly. You know, if I'm looking, oh, a food blogger is kind of doing this. That's, that's an interesting way. How can I apply that to my own business? And that helps take a, a lot of the comparison away too. Mm, that's a really refreshing take to, yeah, look at what some people in your niche are doing, but it actually really broadens and expands the work you're doing to be pulling from all different kinds of industries. Mm-hmm. That's fresh. I really like that. Uh, and, you know, one thing we talk about a lot on this show, you know, this, the psychology behind success, however we define success, that looks different for each of us. But I'm curious for you, when you look back on your journey so far, Kaylin, Kaylin as a little girl to Kaylin even five <laughs> years ago, what do you feel like has been the secret to your success and the way that you've been thriving in your business? I think it, it would come down to probably one word, and that is resilience. I think you just, if you really believe in something, don't quit even if it's a really slow growth, even if you're not seeing the progress that you think you would be seeing, you, you can't quit. You got to keep going. There are people out there that need to hear what you need to say, and you are there to serve them. Mm-hmm. And, and also I think redefining a little bit of what is success to you. I, I kind of took this question to my journal a few weeks ago of what does success look for me? look like for me. It looks like um, having the freedom in my own business to work the hours that I want to work. It's traveling, you know, and having that flexibility to see new places. It, you know, and when you look at kind of what success really is for you, it's going to be different for everybody. You're probably already successful. You know, it's someone might not say a hundred thousand followers on Instagram. That's my version of success. I think, I think it's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I am taking that in like a, a <laughs> beautiful elixir today because you're right. It's not about the vanity metrics and really redefining what does success look like to me. And what I'm hearing is really beautiful about the work you do is you take time to reflect. I'm hearing mm-hmm. so many people, you know, we just look forward constantly. What's next? What's next? What's next? We don't even take the time to write down and reflect. Right. I'd love to hear more about your journaling practice because a a lot of people say, I'd like to journal, but I don't do it. Any tips for people who want to cultivate that practice? Don't force it. (laughs) I think, I think whenever, whenever I force it, in fact, I, I have a a journaling thing on my habit tracker app and it stresses me out. So I'm thinking of taking it off. Um, but I think in developing a practice and it doesn't even need to be pen to paper necessarily, maybe just taking some time every single day to think through, is my life looking like the way I envisioned it? What can I do if it's not, what are some problems that I'm running up against that I can brainstorm some solutions to solve? Um, but really it's more anytime I, I tend to go to my journal on a frequent basis, but more when I'm trying to process something, I think 
and maybe this is for a lot of people, if you kind of put a time stamp on it, like I have to journal this time every single day, I have to journal three pages. I have to, I think that just, again, we use that word pressure a lot, but it puts a lot of pressure on yourself. And so I think like, if you want to journal, like get a journal and a pen and have it out, you know, have it out. So you see it when you feel like you need to process something, pull it out. It, you don't need to write something every single day. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Again, that, that word of flexibility really comes to mind. Mm-hmm. In and I'm hearing there's just such an openness in you of like, let's see what inspires me. Let's see what I feel like rather than this kind of rigidity, right. Of like mm-hmm. okay, X, Y, Z every single morning in this particular order, we see that yes. all the time. Right. And I'm hearing there's just an openness in you of like, let's see what the day brings. Yeah. And that's a huge growth mindset that everyone I think will eventually come to because we all love the idea of being super, super disciplined of having this morning routine that it's like, get up at six and work out at six 30 and breakfast at seven and just going through it. it. It, if you do that, you put yourself in just such this rigid structure. Like I'm all about structure, but I'm also about flexibility in structure, like have a morning routine block, And then, you know, talk about or decide on the things that you want to do during that morning routine, decide on the order, but you don't have to be minute by minute clocking it, you know, and I think that's going to help more people adopt an actual morning routine than Mm -hmm. someone who tries it for a couple days and then, oh, I'm 10 minutes over here. I'm supposed to be getting ready. And then that just feels so horrible and you don't want to do it again. So, so really just kind of, and as a perfectionist, this is something I've just really had to learn that it's like, I'm not going to be able to make or sustain these changes I want to see unless there is an ounce of flexibility involved. Yes, completely, completely. Well, and I think we have different kind of what we were talking about earlier in the show, different days, we have different energy levels, even different Mm -hmm. times of day, right? I mean, for I've heard so many times, right? Exercise in the morning. I cannot break my today show habit. I love to just sit there, have my (laughs) cup of tea. That's nice for me. You know, I think I would present it if it was like, no, get off get up and do a one hour workout too, too much, you know? So listening to what our bodies are telling us and and using our energy levels at different points in the day too, I think is key. Yeah. I think there's definitely a huge element of time management that is energy management too. Like you can manage your time down to the minute and it might not work. (laughs) You know, It, it really depends on, on the energy level and, and also kind of if, if people want to start tracking a little bit how they feel throughout the day, they could take like a couple of days to just sort of do this, maybe, you know, pull out that journal and just kind of write down at 10 o'clock. I felt, you know, a little uh, tired or, you know, at one o'clock I had a burst of energy and then rearranging your tasks around, you know, how your energy ebbs and flows throughout the day is really going to help you be more productive. So good. So I'm, I'm, mentally (laughs) taking notes. And I think everybody else will be too. And you do this all while being in an RV right now, traveling the country. Tell us more about what that's been like. I'm I'm sure people will be curious to hear about that part of your experience. Yeah, we've been doing this for three years now. Um, We almost have every state checked off. I think we have Alaska and Hawaii next (laughs) (laughs) at some point. I don't know when, but it, it has been just such 
so life-giving, I guess, to, to be able to even just like work outside, you know, have your kind of your backyard views change every week. I think it's something that people really, they think, oh, that'd be so cool to do. I wish I could do something like that. And I, it it comes down to something that I teach with my, uh, my goal setting book, practical dreamer is like, we can say, I wish, you know, forever and ever, but do we want to make it happen? Do we want to like get down to the nitty gritty and say, Hey, this is what I want my life to look like. And RVing full time, traveling full time is what I wanted my life to look at, look like. And I'm, I say I'm a homebody who's also like a nomad, but so it's really nice that I can take my home with me so that we could, after a day of exploring, you can kind of come back to a familiar setting rather than in and out of hotels or, or Airbnbs. But we've definitely had to find a you can't really have a schedule, I guess, necessarily RVing. We've had to sort of work through that. The whole first year was like, what days are we working? What days are we adventuring? What days are we traveling? And then what days are we just doing nothing? Because otherwise you can just go, go, go and burn out and have this sort of fear of missing out on all these great locations. And you just, we've had to learn that we can't do that. We just, this is a lifestyle. It's not a permanent vacation. And so we need, we need to, you know, have solid work days and, and solid days where, where we're traveling or going out and seeing something and then making sure we have adequate rest in between. Wow. That's insane. I, I think people are going to be so excited to follow you and, and just see how you've made this journey come to life. I think it's really inspiring and exciting. And, you know, for people tuning in, because we have a lot of people who watch the show who are really interested in becoming entrepreneurs themselves, starting their own business. Curious what advice you have for those who are listening and, and interested in maybe pursuing that path like you have. I would say definitely focus on building the email list first. I know everyone says that, but it is so true. Mm -hmm. I think the, the kind of magic formula, if I can say this is to have a really great lead magnet on your site, whatever it is that you're offering for free in exchange for an email address, Mm -hmm. having it go to a quick flash sale offer page, you know, on the thank you page, you know, Hey, like, it's maybe something little that you sell that just kind of gets someone in the door to, to buying from you. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, you can have a follow-up sales sequence, you know, that kind of maybe um, nurtures them a little bit more, or if they do take advantage of that offer, maybe you have a, another offer that's a little bit higher price that you can send to them. It does take time. You got to do the lead. You got to do a little product, a bigger product, but I think that getting that structure in place is going to be really important to start with. And then you can all of your content sort of directs people towards that funnel. And I think that's just the view that I see has been really successful for me is every piece of content I create. Okay. Where am I sending them? What is the purpose of this content besides just being helpful, which I I really want to be, but where is this going to help my bottom line? And so I think a lot of people think, Oh, I just got to write so many blog posts or I, I just need to do so much on social media. And it's like, no, get that, get that foundational structure in place. And then that promotion, that social media, the blog content that's sending people to that funnel, that is, that is your, your marketing funnel. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I mean, I just signed up for your email list this morning. I think you do a really beautiful job of 
making it about the person receiving it, right? I think sometimes mm-hmm. entrepreneurialism, it can be this me, 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 you know, and mm-hmm. do a really beautiful job of, no, how can I help you? And I think that is so effective um, to get people to sign up for the email list and, and to learn about the products that you offer. So I, I think other people will be tuning in too. Just the idea when I saw the Saturday morning inspiration message for me, that's what I saw yeah. in the <laughs> I think I could use that. And so I think that's going to really resonate for a lot of folks. Now, Kaylin, one thing we talk about on this show with everybody, because we interview so many people who are doing amazing, incredible things, yourself included. What are some of the things that you do for your wellness day to day? We'd love to learn from you on that. Yeah. So I, I really don't pressure myself to get stuff done, but I still have a goal and I still have a daily task list and a weekly task list. And I plan, um, do projects and sprints. So I have all the plans there. Um, but then I'm again, like we kind of talked about before, I'm always checking in with myself. I'm always making sure that I'm having adequate self-care time, which could just be something simple as writing in my journal or reading or taking a walk. I think a lot of people, um, don't, understand how powerful getting out in nature and just taking a walk. I, I particularly love hiking, but just being out there, um, there's something about the sunshine. It just really boosts your spirit. So I'm always making sure that, Oh, if something doesn't feel right, like, have I taken a walk? Have I exercised? Have I journaled? Have I just, you know, sat and read a fiction book for, for 20 minutes? Have I, so it's constantly checking in with yourself to make sure, okay, Hey, I got to fuel myself up again so that I can get through the next few hours. Ooh, I, I have a feeling you and I could talk books for a long time. <laughs> yes. I love to read. You got to tell us what fiction book are you reading right now? Okay. So I am reading, you said fiction, right? Uh-huh. So I am reading The Husbands. I can't remember what the uh, author is, but it is sort of like a tw- Wisted take on Stepford wives instead of the Stepford wives, it's the husbands that are like doing all the stuff around the house, and there's something mysterious going on in the suburbs of that. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Okay. okay, I love to toggle back between nonfiction and fiction. I think fiction reading is so important and something else. Yes. Don't yes. Do. And um, I'm reading Circe right now by Madeline Miller. I think I'm. Oh, yes. I've seen that one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Ooh, truth be told, I'm not a big like Greek mythology person, but my mm-hmm. husband absolutely loved that book. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a go. But uh, I'm still yeah. loving Greek mythology. So sorry. Yeah. Miller. I think that's why I didn't pick it up yet. <laughs> <laughs> I know sometimes I get sucked into like what's on the New York Times bestseller list, but it's a good example of like, you know, read what interests you and maybe not just what is what is popular, right? So yeah, reading well, is not a competition. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not. It's really not. Uh, well, last question I have for you today, and we ask all of our guests this. It's kind of a big question, but one of my favorites to hear what people have to say. What do you hope your legacy will be? <sighs> and that's such a big question, too. But I think if I could distill my life down to like the meaning of one thing is that not letting an obstacle in your path derail you from what you want to do. I think there's always a way 
to, to get through that door, to find another open door. Um, you got to work for it. You can't be afraid of hard work and getting your hands dirty and, you know, experiencing a lot of setbacks and a lot of failures, but you know, those failures become stories and lessons learned that you can, you know, think back on and like, Oh, you know, this happened and I didn't understand it then, but now I understand how it affected what I'm doing today. Mm-hmm. And so I think not being afraid to go after what you want, whatever it is, what kind of just calls to you and not seeing those obstacles as a complete, no, you know, working, working towards getting what you want and not giving up. That's, that's resilience defined right there. Mm-hmm. You mentioned resilience earlier and this idea of, you know, not seeing failure as something final, but just mm-hmm. part of our story and, and an opportunity to learn. Ooh, that is so good. I could keep talking to you for quite a while. <laughs> um, and I'm going to be bookmarking this conversation. I think a lot of people will be. You offered us so, so much today. And what just a beautiful spirit and soul you have. I, I feel it through the screen and I know people will as well. So Tell us, you know, where can we connect with you? What are some of the things that you're offering to help people who are listening here? And they're like, I need help with my goals, with organizing. Tell us where people can connect. Yes. And thank you so much for having me. This has been so much fun, but I love hanging out on Instagram. That's my favorite place. So I'm over there at Kaylin Brook Co. And one of the Um, books that I have that I mentioned before, Practical Dreamer, which is the guide for crushing your goals six weeks at a time. So it teaches people how to take the one goal that they have and work through it in a six-week segment, whether that is a six weeks for the entire goal or a milestone sprint where you can break it down into two to three sprints. And I really think that is going to be super helpful for people when they're looking at a, a large project, like maybe launching their business, you know, to kind of break it down and say, I can work in these sprints, you know, and then I can take a week or two break and then I can do another sprint. So I think practical dreamer would be pretty helpful for that. Ooh, okay, good. We'll be sure to include that in the show notes for folks. I think people will really, I, I need that myself. So <laughs> Kaylin, what a joy to have you on the show today. Wow, I I learned so much from you. I know others will as well. What a gift to have you on. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes, this has been just such a great conversation. Thank you. Take good care, Kaylin. Talk soon. You too. Thank you so much for tuning in for today's episode of the Boardroom Brain Podcast. Let's cultivate those networking skills starting today. Share this episode with someone who could benefit from listening and leave a comment and review to let me know what you think. Subscribe to get all the latest episodes and don't hesitate to tell me who you'd love to hear on the podcast. Don't forget that you're always welcome to watch the YouTube version of these episodes as well if you'd like to experience this conversation visually. I always welcome your feedback and I hope today's dialogue sparked your own insights. Here's to fostering those healthy brains both in the boardroom and beyond.